0: Hey guys. welcome back to another episode of Nick and Manny's Infinite Podcast. We're back. Nick's back, and we have a special guest with us who we'll get to in just a second. But Nick, how you doing?
1: I'm tired. I don't know if we mentioned this at all to each other the past week, two weeks, month, or whatever. I don't think we've mentioned this ever. I don't think we've ever mentioned how tired we are, but, uh, I'm tired. That, that is that is the takeaway yeah. that I've got right now.
0: Yes, I, I'm also tired, really, but yeah, but I'm always glad to be here, especially when we have a special guest with us And today. He's back from the Godzilla versus Kong commentary, which got us 6,000 views or something oh, like it's in the
1: sevens. Now, let me let me look that up. Oh,
0: we're in the seven continue thousands. with the introduction. Christian, Christian from Wangers is back. How you doing? Hi, you two lazy bastards
2: are all, you're all tired. I came in so energized and ready to go i'm tired too what am i talking about yeah we're all tired yeah well hi welcome i'm welcome <laughs> welcome me back well, w- welcome to your <laughs> own show
0: <laughs> welcome back we're your guests, of course.
2: uh my brain just farted as yeah. i was getting into it and i turned into welcome to the show mode yep thanks for having yeah. me guys
0: you know well, of course thanks for coming back
1: you know why yeah. your brain farted because you're tired because i'm freaking t- i am pretty tired i, I yep, didn't want to admit right. it, but i yep. am we all are just join the club
2: we're all just so tired and fed up. Let's just get it over with. <laughs>
1: we're at se- uh, we're at seventy seven hundred views on that bad boy. By the way, he's on the YouTube's all from India. I looked at the analytics a while back. It's like ninety percent India. Well, uh, you know, you know, big fans of Godzilla over there, yeah, for sure. And they didn't discover yeah, this- it until like three months after he uploaded it. Yeah,
0: exactly. But since then, we've just put Godzilla in every thumbnail because we're hoping mm-hmm. to keep going on that godzilla uh seo search yes. engine
2: it's like, got a straight i mean not i don't want to say strange like market because i think we did the same for i think it was like godzilla king of the monsters or might have been our godzilla versus kong uh commentary as well but one of those kind of blew up too and is just out of nowhere so it's just all these godzilla fans just you know clamming for content
1: they love that guy yeah. deservedly so
0: they do love it they, there's never enough godzilla content as we were talking about mm. earlier
1: yeah there's definitely not like 40 godzilla movies
0: yeah
2: and give us more man yeah toho why why you gotta be all like you make a movie we make a movie have a movie come out at the same time that's cool it's i'm been, cool with that it's been six
1: years since shin godzilla it's been long enough
2: yeah it's been way too long
1: speaking of which when is shin ultraman gonna come to the united states folks i've been waiting for this for oh, months
0: that does look good I want to see that one. Me too.
1: It's the next uh, It's the next Shin movie, and I've been waiting. Yeah. Ever since I saw Shin Godzilla, I thought they were going to make a sequel to that next, but they're doing other stuff.
2: Well, yeah, they're supposed to be doing like a their own Shin nomadic universe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't, no, no block. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> that's a
2: good
0: one. Yeah. That was a good one.
2: It's Shin Godzilla, Shin Kamen Rider is another one. Oh,
0: Kamen Rider, yeah.
2: Common writer, excuse me. The wow. commons in it? Well, that's cool. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, there's no word on. It just says this movie came out in May in Japan. Man, I want yeah. to
0: Japan.
1: Well, it's cool. it's it, sets, it was, or it was at some festival here, like in July, I think. But I've heard nothing about an actual U.S. release. Mm. Which I doubt it would come to theaters for more than like a week or two before it got put on VOD. But yeah. I, I would go see it if I could.
2: Yeah. Same. I didn't I didn't see Shin Ultraman. I mean, uh, Shin Godzilla in the theaters. So I don't know much about Ultraman, but uh, me either. I'll go check it
0: out. I absolutely will go check. Still it out. I have not seen Shin Godzilla. <sighs> uh, supposed to become an HBO Max soon. I was going to say, yes, yeah, that's right hear. Yeah, that's right. We, yeah. I think but, I think we're brought yet, up you have to you, give me credit. Give you credit for what? Because I went through six seasons, five seasons of a show for you to lead up to this episode.
2: Sounds familiar. Hmm.
0: What could, mm-hmm. what could it be? Mm, definitely not on the thumbnail at all hmm. definitely There's a Godzilla show?
1: Yeah there is yeah, an anime. There is actually Oh they've yeah. also got the animated one from the 1998 movie uh, That came out shortly oh, that after yeah.
2: yeah that was pretty cool mm-hmm.
1: So they do actually have Godzilla shows But that's not what you
0: watched is it? No instead what I watched was I went through all five seasons of Breaking Bad mm-hmm. To lead up to this episode Originally it was going to try to finish Breaking Bad And Better Call Saul Before this but there was no way that was going to happen. That was very ambitious. It was very ambitious. But instead, watch Breaking Bad for the first time.
1: And you finished Ooh. it just today.
0: I finished it today. Yes, I did.
1: So let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, what are you have you
2: like? Did you did you get anything spoiled for you? Was it was it pretty much clean all the way
0: through? So so here's the thing. Um, I remember. Walking in on my mom watching the finale when it was airing. Okay. So, so what I remembered from nine years ago or something like that was Jesse. Dri- spoilers for Breaking Bad. By yeah, the way. yeah, for the whole spoilers show. Spoilers for the whole show, and then they'll also be talking about Better Call Saul after. But we're starting off with Breaking Bad. But what I remember from the Breaking Bad finale was Jesse driving through the gate and laughing, and mm-hmm. then Walt on the floor. There was no context for anything else other than those two shots. Mm-hmm. So I had that spoiled for me. Uh, obviously, the thing with Gus jumping in the hospital and then the explosion going off, that, that's one to kind of... It's hard to avoid that one. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was when you were talking about what, going through the podcast on the show and you're talking about how Hank doesn't find out that uh, Walt is Heisenberg until close to the end of the show. That was the other thing. But other than that, most of it was not spoiled for me. That's
1: actually kind of surprising to me, because so much of that show has like endured in memes of nothing else that I figured a lot of stuff would be at least familiar to you.
0: Wow. Like I knew the meme shots or whatever, like the he can't keep getting away with it, yeah. say my name. Like those like those lines mm-hmm. and stuff I knew, but no none of the context or anything like that.
1: Yeah. It's funny the he can't keep getting away with it line. It's like such a big dramatic moment and it's been totally ruined. And it's
0: always played for laughs. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a good one to use. It yeah. is. Well, that's exciting, man. You went through you went through a journey. What a journey. You
0: go through a journey and, and there were ups and downs. I, I, I don't love the show as much as everyone else. Wow. wow. because wow. I don't like season two. Wow. And I feel like that's the collective opinion is that people like season 2 the least. And for me season 2 just sort of repeated a lot of stuff for mm-hmm. me personally and didn't really progress until the last half of the season, but from the last half of the season on it was all like really really great stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember the season 2 finale. I was like, "Oh, that's it." Huh. Okay. All right, that I, that's cool. Um I think like kind of in hindsight um, I think it's a little bit more meaningful and especially on repeat viewings and when you see kind of where it all goes and how bad, you know, Walt gets at that point that he like causes such a, a ripple effect of all these like terrible things. And, uh, you know, the show has a little bit of that, like, uh, I don't know if it, it's not super net. It's like mysticism, like, or, or, or fate, you know, yeah, like things, fate. things uh, falling into place and all kind of, you know, happening for a reason and whatnot. The show get does does that a whole lot. So, um, you know, when you especially when you see that first episode and you're like, "What's with this bear? What what happened to the house?" You think, "Oh my god, did, did Walt, you know, get involved with the cartel? Like, did he get his family killed?" And It's just like, no, it's not that at all. <laughs> but I, but it, you know, it, the the great thing about them just as writers, uh, all the Breaking Bad and even the Better Call Saul folks as uh, they're constantly keeping you on your toes so um you know you can't really theorize and speculate uh exactly what's going to happen Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah and that was something that i was doing a lot through like season two specifically was just trying to figure out what is going on with the house because in the dm that i have with nick and alana i would just constantly be saying like is this the finale of the show is (laughs) it like are they just showing the finale and then they'll do a jump forward at the end and see that that's what it is So there was definitely that aspect, but I I was also telling them, I'm like, I just feel like for some reason season two dragged for me and it was a lot of just Walt yelling at Jesse saying that he's an idiot and stuff and season two wasn't my favorite by a long shot, but everything else was good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I would, I think I would agree. Season two is probably, I mean, season, yeah. I mean, once Gus kind of is introduced and there's. That whole dynamic between him and going up against uh well it's it's pretty good um i mean saul gets introduced in season
0: two right yeah, yeah like, episode like eight or nine episode eight or nine yeah 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 and i think like my issue is that season one is a really good setup for where to go with season two and it feels like some of season two is retreading the same stuff of season one until gus and Saul and the rest coming and that's just my personally my personal opinion on that but yeah. people love it i mean it's it's still good by most metrics of everything else it's endured all these years for a reason
2: yeah yeah and season one is unfinished yeah like it, it's, it's not it the
1: writer strike right yeah 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 it's so, yeah. so only seven episodes six or seven yeah. It's
0: it's yeah. half of a
2: season so, I mean, I think that ultimately paid off in their favor cuz they didn't kill Jesse, which was yeah, you know, th- their original plan. Um and uh, you know, uh they went off to create, you know, a great series beyond that. Um uh, you know, it's funny uh just thinking about that show in general and how a lot of people think about just t- TV today and how, you know, I'm saying this with like quotations, like every everything has to have a plan, you know, or else <laughs> it's all going to fail you know if star wars doesn't have a plan oh then it's bad they have to have a plan going forward it's like breaking bad is considered one of the greatest shows of all time and they literally had no idea what they were going to do going into every single season mm-hmm. they got in together in a writer's room and just figured it out they were just smart p- smart people and were able to cobble it all together you yeah. know so it's like That's I'm pretty sure like that's how most TV shows probably work. A lot of shows don't know if they're going to come back for another season. So they just write what they can and try to tell a good story. And that's what Breaking Bad did.
1: Yeah. It's funny, Manny, that you mentioned a minute ago, all the moments that you thought might be a flash forward to the finale. The one moment that actually is, which is the beginning of season 5A, I guess, where Walt opens the trunk and has the gun in there and his hair is all grown out and stuff like that. They my understanding is that they put that in there two years before the finale would ultimately air and they had no idea how they were going to resolve that they they do, mm-hmm. They're just like, we're going to do this and then we'll come back to it later. So the yeah. one, the, the one time they actually did have a flash forward that paid off in the finale that you always thought they would do. They had no idea what they were going to actually do the whole time.
2: Yeah. Cause I think they knew they were going to take a break. So I don't even think they figured it out until they came back from break.
1: Yeah. I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> so like
2: they, they did their first half of the season and then, took a nice little break and then when they came back they were like okay well now what (laughs) how are we gonna tie this all together
1: we should probably figure that out at some point huh
0: yeah yeah and that was one thing because a lot of Breaking Bad stuff has now been showing up on my feeds and TikToks and Twitters and all that stuff and I saw one just real quickly I was watching it because I was still in the middle of season five but they're saying like oh Vince Gilligan was talking about how he wanted to find a way that was meaningful for Walt to come back to uh, Albuquerque so I was mm. like, okay, so they didn't know what was going on with that, but that it yeah. needed to be meaningful for him to come back. So I had just heard that little blip and then just kept scrolling cuz I'm like, I don't want to hear the rest of this before the end of the show.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the, I forget. I always forget. Was it was it Ramon that recommended the Breaking Bad pod, after show podcast? I can't maybe remember. Jay? Oh, I'm maybe not, it was. Jay. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um yeah. but I I listened to the entire thing and their inside on the entire show is just it's just fascinating like like Vince Gilligan told the story of like how he I think he he because he would always pitch like the darkest things and one of the things that he pitched was um, uh, I don't know if it was like create I think there was they were going to create like a new like some kind of villain that to go up against Walt and at the end of one season like oh that's right I think it was whoever was going to kill Jesse um, Walt wanted to get revenge on that person. And so he eventually kidnapped that character and would torture him like crazy. And then he set him up in this like trap where, um, the guy who, the villain who had killed Jesse was, uh, was being tortured. And he also, he also set up the trap where like a gun was pointed at him, I think. And, um, if he like made some kind of move, then he can just basically like kill himself and get rid of the pain. And he had pitched an ending of that season to where Walt Jr. eventually comes in and the guy figures out that that's Walt's son. And and like the guy triggers the gun to go off, killing him and Walt at the uh, Walt Jr. at the same time. And that's how the season would end. I was like, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> I've never <laughs> well, heard what's
0: this. What's funny is that I, I was watching a Conan interview at SDCC where he had the entire cast there. And they brought up how RJ Mitty had pitched to them that he, to kill walt jr because he's saying like oh i'm kind of you know running out of lines here and stuff maybe they kill walt jr and stuff and then vince says like oh yeah i tried pitching something to the writers room that was like too elaborate for me to go into here but they eventually said no that's bad go take a walk and stuff so we (laughs) didn't do it so i guess that's what it was
2: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's gnarly stuff that's why that's why you have a writer's room You, you pitch out all the ideas and people are just like yeah no let's not do that
0: yeah which and i mean like the, sorry go
1: ahead. i was just gonna say which is like the benefit of having a writer's room is that you have a lot of people who everyone's smart but not doesn't mean everyone's going to have the right idea the entire time so you have a bunch of people who you all trust to, t- to tell you when an idea is not as good as it like needs to be and you can compromise in a much better way as long as you have you know five to ten really smart people on there which they did the whole way through
2: yeah yeah true that what yeah, uh that really interesting manny what was your favorite season out of all the bunch
0: I think four Yeah, four is my favorite season of them because that one just kept me on like the edge of my bed the entire time that I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Every episode I was like, all right, got to go watch the next one. Let's, let's keep this going. Yeah. Whereas I feel like some of, and when I say some of the other ones, I mean, specifically season two, only. <laughs> uh, yeah. that one was just where I'm like, all right, let's get through another one. And that's why it took me a little bit to get through it because I was watching at work. So the Mm. first week or so, I got through a a good amount of episodes quickly. But then once I got to like season two, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm watching this. But like I said, after Gus and Saul get introduced, pretty much from there on, it was all like wanting to watch it, not trying to watch it out of obligation. But season four was my favorite. I think it just had the most consistently good ramp up for the end of the season and just every episode for me. Just kept moving things forward in a way that I liked, Mm -hmm. and a slow burn is perfectly fine because ultimately a lot of the stuff that they set up in previous seasons does come back. But I don't know, season four just worked for me the best.
2: Yeah, and I think you can also make an argument that if they ended it at four, I think it could have been fine. I was
1: gonna say the same thing. Like, I'm glad they didn't end it that way because I because of how it ultimately ends for Walt. I think that's too happy, like a happier ending that he deserves. So I'm yeah. glad they didn't do that. But if that was, you know, if they were unsure about getting a fifth season, then I feel like that was the way they actually chose to resolve
0: it, that they would have been fine with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of my friends said that he didn't like season five because he thought that four was such a perfect ending for it. And he felt like season five was a slog to get through when they had such a good ending with four. Mm. And I guess for me, it's like four is a good ending if walt is the hero of the story but i feel like so much of the show is trying to say that walt is the villain because he's abusive mentally physically sexually like all these things he's not a good person so ultimately you root for him but at the same time you understand something has to happen where it all comes crashing down and i think that's why season five works so well as a conclusion for that
1: yeah
2: oh yeah i I definitely agree.
1: I've rewatched, I think, I, I rewatched the show once, which was two, uh, three years ago, I guess now, right before Hill Camino, which, wow, that was almost three years ago already. But uh, yeah, I rewatched it then, and the rewatch really showed to me how much, like how unlikable Walt is from the very beginning. There's never a point where I feel like he's heroic in any real way. He's He starts off pathetic, then his ego gets in the way, and it, and it drives him for the rest of the series. Like, there's yeah. no, there's never a point where he's a likable or endearing character to me which i feel like some people some people do think he's a good guy at the beginning and i don't think he ever is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, i think the most you ever feel sorry for him is at the beginning because he is so pathetic. Yeah. Like the scene at the for his birthday and like Hank takes the beer away from him and it's just mm-hmm. like god, this guy's such a loser. Um and uh you know, it's it's almost kind of like this is kind of a weird comparison, but it's like it's like, uh, it's like, you know how like Toby Maguire's version of Spider-Man thought that like him being all emo and stuff like that was his version of being cool. <laughs> yeah. Like Walt's version of being cool is just like being this like horrible uh, drug Lord, you know? And uh, like, <laughs> like you can see, you can make an argument like, like Jesse just being cool is, you know, something that could be normal, but for Walt, it, it, it has to be, you know, he has to be powerful and he has to take he has to get like credit where credit's
0: due
2: mm-hmm. um and you know it's me his downfall
0: yeah that dummy. yeah and i think what works about his turn is i'm sure that they did this intentionally but the flanderization making him like ned flanders i mean he's wearing the swipe the glasses the mustache like he looks like a ned flanders character so i feel like in the beginning you're I don't want to say like you're supposed to like him, but you're more inclined to like him because he looks like, oh, an old, pathetic person and stuff. But very quickly you see that, oh, he's just a garbage human being. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the, that's the cool thing about the show is that, yeah, like all the way through, he's a pretty he's a pretty terrible person, but he's our main character and mm-hmm. you are kind of rooting for him the entire time. So that's something that they talked about a lot, too, um, like in the writer's room and how. Everybody would be voting for, like, you know, rooting for him. And I think even some of the writers would be like, oh, yeah, no, he's a hero. And other writers would be like, no, he's a villain. Like, or he's, you know, he's in between. And um, I think that's just that's just so interesting. It says a lot about us as just humans. Yeah. On how we like, you know, we root for someone that could be just so bad like he is. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Yeah. It makes you think. I like thinking. Yeah. it does make you think yeah and, but... and
0: what i like about there's a scene in season five sorry to cut you off again you you're good but there's a there's a scene in season five and i'm pretty sure it's the last episode where he goes and he sees skylar and she's like if i have to hear you say that it was for the family and he's like it was for me because i wanted to do it because i liked it and that sort of puts the argument of oh well he was doing it for his family he had good intentions like he completely admits no i was selfish i did this for me because i wanted to be this person and i wanted to have power and i wanted to be respected and all these other things this was the only time that i could do it so yeah. even in the show he admits that everything that he did was selfish and for himself and to raise his own ego and power up yeah
2: yeah, know it's it's perfect moment in the show uh it definitely needed to happen um i love that they saved it up to the very very end mm-hmm. um because he'd been even at that point like just as an audience member, like you keep hearing that. And you know, when I would hear him constantly do that throughout the show, I wouldn't be like, Yeah, for his family. And be like, No, you're not, you asshole. Like <laughs> you're you're not doing this for yourself. You're 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 full you're, you're maybe you think you're fooling everybody. You ain't fooling me, sir. Not fooling
1: me. You're a smart viewer.
2: Well, I'm not that smart. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. I try.
1: You know. Yeah, but I feel like um with Walt, it's a, it's one of those things where, like, if you describe the setup of the show and, like, his situation as a character, without the context of his specific personality as it's presented to you, it seems sympathetic. Like, oh, he had to sacrifice a lot of things so he could raise a family, and, you know, he doesn't get to live up to his own potential, but, you know, it's a, it's sort of a heroic thing for him because he made those sacrifices to bring up his family, and, you know, he has terminal cancer, which is obviously you would be inherently sympathetic to anybody who gets dealt that hand in life. So there's all these things that are happening to him that you would be sympathetic to any normal person with. But as you see what he's actually like as a person, you -hmm. you realize that, Oh, I, at the end of the day, I can't be sympathetic for you, even though everything's working in your favor to actually make you sympathetic on the surface. Once you get beneath the surface, he's just, there's like nothing redeemable about him. Yeah. From the very beginning.
2: Yeah. I think the second he, I don't know when like, the actual maybe it might have been the first time he actually killed somebody mm. um it was when you know it's like, oh, that's it you know i i I don't think there's much that could be redeemed about him um but uh you know, you know he gets his in the end, he gets what he deserves in the end, or
1: maybe he? maybe he gets, or does he
2: yeah, yeah, I think I, maybe it was you i was talking with me, yeah he, I think he gets off a little too easy.
1: Yeah, uh, we can talk about we can talk about that. Now, I have another question that I'll, I'll ask Manny once we're done with this particular topic, but yeah, Manny, how do you feel about the finale in terms of what it means for him? Do you think he gets off too easy? Do you think he gets to make too many things at least more right than he should have any right to?
0: One of the things that you always talk about Nick is you'll let enough I don't know, like coincidences or conveniences happen before it sort of takes you out and some of this show had that for me where I was like oh this is convenient that a plane falls out of the sky and gets Walt kind of out of it for a little bit when he was supposed to but th- there are a couple of those and I feel like the last episode wasn't like fantastical in a sense but it was very much like everything kind of goes right for walter until he dies in the end so i guess in that sense he does get off too easy because he is able to threaten Elliot and gretchen and say hey this is the money for my family you have to do this he gets his last conversation with skylar and ultimately he doesn't ever have to do time for any of his work Mm -hmm. or try to answer for any of his actions other than just uh getting collateral damage from his own machine and then dying yeah which some might say is a poetic way to end it because in the end it's something that he created that ended up destroying him both in the show and then if you want to look throughout the entire series of saying like oh he created this empire and stuff but it ruined his family it got his health to be worse in certain cases it ruined all of the relationships that he had with humanity and all these things so in a way that kind of mirrors it in the show But i can see what you're saying about him getting off too easy i wouldn't disagree with that per se Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i feel like the most fitting ending for him as a like as a person as a character is where he is halfway through the penultimate episode granite state when he's alone in that cabin in the middle of nowhere and he's got nothing like he's just eating just enough to survive and he's slowly dying of his cancer like he's the uh the disappearer guy uh robert forster's character he's bringing the provisions and stuff and he's helping him do his therapy and all that but his life is like totally meaningless at that point and he's just slowly dying alone. That's what to me what he deserves as a character. And yeah. it would suck, you know, for Skylar and Walt Jr. and everybody else, for Jesse obviously as well, if they didn't, you know, if if his family didn't get the money, if Jesse didn't get saved by him ultimately, it would suck for them. But I feel like for the overall message of the show, I feel like it would be stronger if that's how it actually ended for him and for everybody. Because to me, he shouldn't deserve to get the chance to make anything right. And he can't make everything right with Skylar or with Jesse or anything. Not right in terms of back to normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, he gets to do enough that I wish he didn't have the chance to. Because I don't think he deserves even that much.
2: Well, I don't even know so much. I'll counter it slightly with just all the things that you, you just mentioned. It, it's not so much like he deserves that. It's the other characters that deserve it because um, he's dying no matter what like he can die up in the mountains he can die um you know saving Jesse which he ultimately did uh regardless he's lost everything the one thing that he wanted was the Empire he wanted to be on top and he had he had that for a very very small amount of time um and you know he pretty much brings everybody else down with him but you know in the end it's he just tries to, not make amends, but, you know, admit to his faults, um, without really, he's not really looking for, you know, sympathy or forgiveness from people. He's like, you know, the conversation he has with Skylar where he admits that, you know, he, he liked doing it. Um, and you know, he probably feels like shit for doing all those things that he did, but he probably would do it again. But, you know, now Skylar knows that he's, out of his life. And he will, she won't have to deal with him anymore. Unfortunately, you know, she has to deal with, with other stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the, the trauma alone, uh, the daughter, uh, has to grow up not knowing her father. And then when she learns about that, how tragic that's going to be, mm-hmm. but ultimately like he does what he does to, you know, save Jesse, to give Jesse, you know, another shot. And, um, it, I don't think it would be fair, um for them just to like you know kill off Walt and getting what he deserves like really deserves because he's a bad person but instead kind of talking with like talking about what uh Manny was saying about like the coincidences and everything kind of playing out all the other characters don't deserve um just because uh you know Walt is miserable doesn't mean everybody else deserves to be miserable so you know it is a it's a very the, the reason why i love the ending is because it's it's not an, it's not a happy ending it's it's a very somber and sad ending of this uh like especially when you just look at walt as a character and see where he started and i think they even do like some quick flashbacks in the um in the finale or maybe it was the penultimate um where you you see where he started and you just kind of like reminisce on like, wow, like, look how far he's become and how bad it all got in just, like, two years or something like that. Like, it happened so quickly. And so with Jesse even, like, escaping, you know, like, man, I don't know if you've seen the El Camino movie yet. Um, I won't say anything too specific about it, but, you know, like, you know, even through all of it, it's not a happy ending. Like, who out of all of this, like, turned out, like, had a happy ending out of any of it like everybody lost something mm-hmm. and um you know you know i love sad endings it's, they're great
1: yeah i do too which is why i think it should have been even sadder i feel like that again to me that's what he deserves like and i, I know yeah. I've, I've said that already but yeah you know like Not, i said it, it would it, suck for everybody else if you know skylar didn't get the money if jesse was just stuck down in that cage forever but yeah. i feel like uh, oh. that's just what he wrought and i kind of wish it would have just left it with that i i to be clear i don't hate the finale I, I still like yeah. it as an episode overall. I just don't think it's a perfect conclusion because of that. I feel like what I thought the message of the show to be the finale goes against that in some ways. So that, that was always my yeah. issue with it.
2: I, I saw the, the message, like the whole thing for me with breaking bad and even better call Saul and what they do what the writers and creators do so perfectly is, uh, the shows are about showing your true colors and showing who you truly are. Mm-hmm and Walt finally admits that at the end, you know, and even Jesse to a certain extent, like maybe deep down he is just like a scumbaggy druggie you know? Maybe he doesn't necessarily deserve all this, but um part of it, you know, like there is a little bit of good in Jesse and you kind of see that throughout. He just needs to be cleaned up or he needs to be kind of taught a lesson. And a lot of these characters, they just they eventually show who they truly are and in the end Walt just owns it and you know Dies by the thing that he loved the most, um, and I think that's what makes it a little bit more tragic too. Because it's like I don't know if it's, you know, symbolism in the in the shots of him, you know, walking around that meth lab at the end and mm-hmm. kind of admiring everything that was there. It's almost like God. It's it's like his dream is like right there, and he's touching it. He's absorbing all of it, but he can't have it. Yeah, uh, and that's because of his own, you know. Uh, arrogance and or ignorance or one of the instances.
1: yeah I, I guess the last thing i'd say about it you mentioned earlier that him knowing he was going to die played a factor in it for you and it's sort of is part of the reason why i don't think it works for me as well is because he feel like at that point he's got nothing to lose he's literally already lost everything he's lost his family you know so many people in his life have died he's ruined every relationship he ever has it's I mean. at no cost to him personally to do what he's about to do because he's dead one way or the other so I feel like it also doesn't hit for me that much like if they were gonna make it more of a triumphant moment which I feel like in some ways it is then I feel like him doing so at a personal cost to himself like we see other characters in the universe do at various points I feel like would have made that a bit stronger uh so that's part of I think I think that's part of why it falls a little bit flat for me in that regard because he has nothing to lose at that point And I feel like I don't know exactly how to say it because he's still not heroic. But I feel like for this for kind of the focus on redemption that not redemption, but making a few things right in the finale that they have, I feel like him doing so at a cost to himself would have made that hit better. Mm. Okay. well, you're wrong. Okay, that's you know, that's totally fair. L opinion get ratioed. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Show up to class tomorrow. Okay. Okay. so there's something I was going to ask. you. Oh, right. Thoughts on the Fly episode, Manny?
0: What a boring piece of shit episode. I mean, Mm -hmm. Ruin Johnson, how did he ever get a job in Hollywood? (laughs) It's absolutely atrocious. It's so slow. I mean, what what was even the point of the Fly episode? this is of course me impersonating anyone that has watched breaking bad after last jedi and just sees ryan johnson's name and then automatically has to trash Mm. on it uh Mm. that was not my opinion on the episode i thought it was good i liked it a lot um i really loved the last two uh monologues between jesse and walt yeah and how both of them i don't want to say like open up to each other but i feel like that's the first time that they're really honest each other about who they are in the relationship that they have with each other and even at the end when walt is trying to say that he took care of that he was the reason why um jane died mm-hmm. and stuff and he can't get it out because i feel like there's part of jesse that it does see him as a father figure in that instance and throughout the show which is why i'd always say like oh it's a very toxic relationship because yeah. walt very clearly sees jesse as a son figure and stuff so i feel like in that moment they try to make it seem like jesse also sees walter as a father figure for all of the ups and downs that they go through and stuff and all of the abuse that jesse gets throughout the entire show i mean he's just you talk about parker luck call it jesse luck because (laughs) man he just gets completely decimated in every episode pretty much yeah, but you uh, I like the fly episode. Yeah,
1: I do, too. You asked Elena and I earlier, if Jesse was the character in the show who had been through the most pain and misery. And I said, absolutely. Like, I couldn't think of another one. I couldn't think of anyone who went through more personal shit. In that show than Jesse did.
2: Yeah, yeah, he goes. He goes through the ringer. And, he really you knows. know, I don't think deservingly. So No, I think very, very, very rough on him. And um, yeah, especially the last few episodes mm-hmm. and, like what they did to um uh who is his other Andrea Andrea, Andrea like and Brock. Brock yeah um yeah that's this brutal stuff
1: yeah yeah what he went through with Jane in season two leading to his tailspin in season three is some of my favorite stuff like him going to the meetings and that monologue that he gives like that, that shit's all heartbreaking. Like, I always like him in the show, but I feel like season three in particular is when Aaron Paul, like, really, really hones in as an actor. And it's like, he's phenomenal from then on. Not that he wasn't good before, but he takes it to another level in season three I feel and like onward.
0: Season th- I don't want to say like season three is the first time where they give him stuff to do, but I feel like it's, for me personally, it's the first time that I really got to understand the character of Jesse. Because throughout, I feel like he's like, all right, he's your meth dealer that was a high school dropout and stuff but i feel like in season three after he goes through the jane stuff is the first time that we really get to pull back a lot of the layers of jesse and that's when he starts to really i don't want to say like shine but it's when I think the best stuff starts to come in for him.
1: Yeah, I feel like yeah. after season two is when they officially transition him from a supporting character to the secondary lead of the show. Like they yeah, not I, not on the same level as Walt, but they view him as right below Walt as one of the most important characters in the universe.
2: Yeah, and they even managed to not do the same thing like twice with him, because like the first season, I mean, not the first season um, after Jane's death
1: mm-hmm.
2: goes through all that and, you know, gets sober. And then in season four, he's dealing with, you know, him killing Gail. Right. And, you know, he kind of spirals again, you know, in, in a very kind of different way. Um, and then, uh, even, uh, uh, after andrea's death he kind of spirals again he like at that point it's like all hope is gone yeah he's like, to-
1: he's, he's just totally broken and they they yeah. show that not not to spoil anything in particular but they show that period of his life more in el camino and he's just yeah. such a husk of a man at that point like he's literally lost everything on yeah. multiple occasions he's lost the most important things in his life to him yeah aaron paul I, I aaron paul's good anybody ever say that aaron paul's good yeah anybody ever aaron say brian cranson's good either no did we mention this
0: i don't think anyone ever has no
1: yeah He's no, no one's ever really talked Never. about him let's talk about hank
0: hank oh. what a man cast that man as Ben Grimm, the thing <laughs> okay i just needed to get my little of course thing in there real of course quickly. you do listen it's a good casting choice if you ask me yeah. but uh hank's great I, I was telling nick i'm like i was surprised how much gomez was in the show because i thought he was just gonna be his like tag partner in the first couple episodes and then they'll never like show him again and stuff but yeah. gomez is in throughout the entire show and i i enjoyed that personally.
2: yeah it was yeah i think they I, I think they talked about they i think they like pitched that hank would have found out about walt like early on and then they would have killed hank and gomez in like season two or something like that like really really early on but um I think once season five came around, I think that was
0: like the big plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which, yeah, and even and even knowing. Well, I didn't know that they were gonna die, but I knew that they would find out and stuff. And I thought, oh, well, they'll die in the last episode because my memory from nine years ago was that Walt was on the floor with sirens on. So that's what I had remembered. Mm. But when they do kill him, I was like, oh, they're killing them this early in the season, which is weird because it's episode 14 out of 16. Yeah. But I was like, they're killing them this early. And that was something that I was like, okay, cool. They, they got me and stuff, mm-hmm. but Hank is just awesome. He's cool. I like Hank. I think
1: <laughs> yeah. I think Hank has the most pronounced hero arc from beginning to where he ends in the show. Like he becomes genuinely a much better person over the course of the show because mm-hmm. he's such an asshole to begin. Not like like he's almost an asshole in a lovable way. Like obviously he makes all the racist jokes and shit, like shit at mm-hmm. people's expense and everything like that. But you still get the vibe that he's ultimately a good guy at heart. But he actually. Yeah becomes more of a good person as the show goes on, and I he definitely does. I love I love how serious he gets in that last half season after he finds out when he's confronting Walt, and that is the only thing in his life to him at that point. Like I feel yeah. like the fact that he has no hesitation, like no ethical conflict with it being a family member and anything like that. He just knows mm-hmm. this is what I have to do. Like this is what he deserves. This has to happen. Yeah,
2: yeah, and he definitely mirrors uh, uh, Walt in a in a in a different kind of way because. You know, like you were saying, he starts off kind of one way and as the show progresses, he just gets better and better. And you know, it's it just goes back to the show showing it who these characters truly are. And after um after Hank deals with the stuff in, in uh in Mexico or or maybe it was in Texas. It mm-hmm. um, was in El Paso. El Paso. Um when he when he deals with that stuff and he starts to spiral, yeah, you start to see the kind of true side of him, like, you know, a lot of these characters kind of have these fronts. And they don't want to um, they want to hide behind that or pretend that there's something when they're when they're really not. And then um, when, when Hank goes through that um, and the, the crystal phase, like all of that stuff, minerals, you know, it kind of the minerals, excuse me, <laughs> uh, when when he goes through all that. And then, yeah. And then once once he finds out about, Walt, you know, he sticks to that and he's like he fully develops and he stays that. Up until his death, until his very last breath where mm-hmm. he tells him to F off, you know, and uh, he doesn't he doesn't hold back. And that last scene, he doesn't. I don't think Dean Norris gets enough credit. Not nearly enough. He, he especially in that very last season, like the he gives so much emotion. I think I don't I don't think I cried more in that show than when uh, when Hank died. Uh, it was just so so heartbreaking um his like his line where he tells him like you're the smartest guy i know but you're you're too stupid to see that they they made up their mind like 10 minutes ago Mm -hmm. or whatever he says and it's just just heartbreaking
1: yeah yeah that last line especially because in the later seasons as i recall they start they have a subplot where he's like getting disillusioned with the dea and everything like all the politics and everything like that and then he as, in his final line like you said he accepts who he is he probably is like i'm a schrader and you can go fuck yourself like yeah he becomes a fully formed good guy at the like at the very yeah. very end like that's his last big moment and it totally hits
0: yeah brutal i did not
2: cry
1: at all. i don't i don't show. think i cried at it's any like point, point in the show dreading, so. yeah. oh my God. God, you guys are soulless. I'm not They're sure soulless. I ever cried in Better Call Saul either. I might. I got close a few times. I think at various points in Better Call Saul. but I, I don't think I ever cried got, there either.
2: Yeah, I got teary-eyed when.
1: That's uh, what? spoilers, bro. Spoilers. Were,
2: oh well. Yeah, okay. Oh, whew. I almost got. I almost did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I A little. Uh, uh, get too crazy with yeah. that. Uh,
0: but the this. The stuff that got me the most, and I told Nick this, was uh Jane, because mm-hmm. addiction for some reason just really is a sensitive topic for me. Mm-hmm. So her relapsing and then seeing that entire spiral, that was for me the darkest the show went. It's not the darkest the show went, but for me that's the most effective stuff because addiction is really like triggering and sensitive for me. So that was the most like I don't want to say like on edge, but that was the most that I during it was during the whole addiction subplot in season two and then the end of it
1: yeah that stuff's but. really important if for no other reason like obviously you know people know on the surface like drugs are bad and obviously being a drug dealer is bad and it's illegal and all that but actually seeing the effect that the work that walt is doing and walt and everybody else obviously but yeah. the effect, the negative effects that that's having on regular people uh like you see it with jesse obviously he's like that at the beginning of the show and then he just gets worse the more he starts abusing but the whole way through I feel like it's really the show does a really good job of pointing out like this is this is what happens to these people. The people that the people that are the reason that Walt's as successful as he is, this is what's actually happening with them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in that episode in particular too, I think in that same episode, like in the beginning when um I think Walt's like changing Holly's diaper or something, he like flips her over on the side so and and puts a a little like blanket underneath her so that way she's not on her back and if she throws up and then that mirrors later on
1: wow i didn't even remember jane, that
2: yeah i'm pretty sure it's the same episode you see walt turning holly over and then later on he leaves jane on her back
1: yeah so it's cool yeah
2: yeah some smart smart writing
1: yeah some good writers on that show anyone ever say that yeah no
0: show. i don't think anyone has ever said that
1: so there's also some characters we haven't brought up. We mentioned them briefly, but uh, the big three that get introduced in season two, we got Gus and Saul and Mike. Thoughts on those mm-hmm. guys, Manny?
0: All good. I I
1: all good, man. I don't <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. No? Then a block like a block. For that. OK, that's fair, a block. Fair enough. OK, I'm pulling a block.
0: Uh, They're all good. I don't know why I thought that Gus's accent was going to be thicker. That's the main takeaway I got from Gus being introduced into the show was I thought that his accent would be thicker um I, hey hold on i have to interrupt this because it's just that she flipped a quesadilla with her hand <laughs> what a legend either. but christian do you what remember when you got asked legend. that the other night on the yeah.
1: show yeah that's because i when i heard this when manny mentioned the theater of the night uh when i was making a quesadilla i was floored to learn this is a thing that people do i think cody was floored too He's yeah like, Wait, of, what? Co- of course he was <laughs> of course he and yeah, i were both totally fucking you're not totally floored
2: you're not- you're not burning your hand flipping a tortilla over over the stove. You
1: know, you're not doing it right. Do the germs from my hand just no, make it taste exactly. so much better or what?
0: But germs from the hand. You literally hold it for like a second. You
1: go <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what you do. I don't
2: I can't tell you how many times I burn my fingers flipping a tortilla
0: over a stove. I mean, come on. That's just it's just the way we do it. Why burn it's your weird. fingers
1: when you have a perfectly good spatula right there?
0: Nah, it's the culture man you gotta <laughs> connect to your roots when you flip it with your hand
2: use a tong you could rip up the tortilla and like it just gets all messed up come on
1: bobby it was a joke some, it was a joke then,
0: bobby then sometimes if you like to get a spatula which is really weird that i'm saying this but sometimes it gets messier because the way that i cook mine is i put like cheese on the outside and stuff but i like <laughs> getting my hand in there so that i can like lift it up just enough to barely flip it over it's very weird but no, don't use oil. I don't use oil on my quesadillas and I don't oh. use a spatula to do it either. Hmm. I just flip.
2: Yeah. That's it. It's just it's just like that's just like I grew up with that. I saw my family doing that and it just it's like second nature.
0: Now, Nick, do you eat rice with oh, I forgot. You don't like beans. Never mind. No. Mm. I was going to say, do you eat beans with a fork or with a tortilla?
1: No, the answer is no. <laughs>
0: the answer is you just you goblin over the pot on the stove, you get like a pack of tortillas and you just rip it up and you just take it right from the pot like that.
2: Mm -hmm. Or chips. You just or chips, yeah. That's the same thing. Use a chip as a as a spoon.
0: Okay. I do know people do that. uh, It's like the scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he just gets the mac and cheese and he's just eating it out of the pot. (laughs) Do that, but you just have chips or tortillas and you do do the same thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not gonna do this, but I'm glad that I've been educated. (laughs) Yes, you have been educated. back to the topic at hand uh what's his name i completely forgot his name gus yes gus he was very good he was a good villain throughout the entire show and i liked how just completely calm he was on the surface but i especially liked the episode where we get the backstory about him and his brother and sort of seeing his brother he is trying no not his brother uh well it's it's, 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 i mean like brother friend Whatever, brother friend whatever
1: oh that's not what i think his, they are
0: his partner
1: that's not what most people think they are i don't think i think most people los, most people hermanos. think they're lovers hermanos means brother i know it does los spoilers, hermanos but especially in better call saul i, I that's made me even more For i'm better. more on the side that they're lovers yeah they use that, that as a front his, to, his to partner yes
0: yeah let's say that Yes, his partner, with whatever way you want to understand it. But him and his partner, when, like, you get that death scene, I feel like that's when you sort of realize, okay, this is why he wants Walter. This is why he wants this. This is why he keeps going back to see Tuco's granddad. And, like, all of that really comes into place in that moment. Because he's threatening throughout the entire show. But then once you see that, you see his motivation. Because I feel like you could just watch those first, like, I don't know maybe dozen episodes and stuff with him and you'll see oh he just wants to have the best meth and be the best businessman and all that stuff but once you see that it was his lover or a uh, partner that got killed to quote the Michael Jordan meme, uh he took that personally, took that personally? Yeah. he yeah. took that personally yeah I mean and, it was well, his
1: singular I, devotion for the rest of his life
2: yeah I think was, I, yeah. I felt more sympathy for for Gus than It's just in that one scene that I ever did, I think, for Walt.
1: Yeah. I am the same.
2: Because, like, if if you watch that scene for the first time, like, you know, he's dealing meth, but he's not out there, like, killing people or anything. And, you know, when you go into that scene, you kind of know all the stuff that Gus has kind of gone through and and put through people and, you know, you know, the stuff with uh, letting the drug dealers kill the kid and all that stuff. Like, that's he does some really, really messed up stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it's only further explored... And I think even better in Better Call Saul with yep. with some stuff.
1: Yeah, I think that's part of why, yep. Manny, you mentioned season four is your favorite. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, uh, but I do love in season four the the back and forth between Gus and Walt, particularly in how they manipulate and exploit Jesse to try and get him on their side. Like, I love all that. I feel like I feel like that back and forth between those two is where that shows writing is at its strongest, just in terms of like being an engaging plot from episode to episode.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, we have Saul and Mike. And Mike is just... I mean, like, I don't know if there's a single good person on the show. Mm-hmm. I guess Walt Jr. is the only good person on the show. He's the only innocent one. I He's sure. still kind of yeah, an Marie asshole steals to everybody steals a lot of the and, time, but yeah. Because nah, Marie steals and Skyler is, you know... Complicit. She gets folded into everything, complicit and everything. Hank has his own issues and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think Walt Jr. is the closest to being a good person person on the show yeah i mean if we want to count holly then the baby sure she's she's the only. she hasn't been corrupted yet true on the show yeah but mike was cool the first time that i saw that actor was on community and the last last season last two seasons or so so that was i don't say like the impression that i got from plays a kind of similar not character but a similar acting presence of low volume a tough shell like that kind of stuff yeah but seeing him and jesse i don't want to say like become friends but the camaraderie that they get in doing terrible acts together in season four just kind of works for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um a lot of the time and i just love every time the first time that you see him he's like all right now here's what you're gonna do you're gonna wait until i leave you're gonna call 15 seconds later you're gonna do like he just owns every scene that he's in like he brings a lot of presence which every actor does but i really did enjoy mike and the stuff that he was there for yeah yeah,
1: he, yeah mike,
0: gonna, he might be my favorite
1: yeah i was gonna say my second viewing i think he became my favorite character and i still don't know throughout the whole universe who my favorite character is but mike at least of as of a couple years ago was right up there with one of my favorites
0: i know my favorite character is huel Ah, love huel. Oh, yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. We love Hugh. Just, just in the last season when he's when he's like, oh no, they got so <laughs> He's got that some great stuff in
1: Better Call Saul as well. Yeah. 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 yeah, he does. Which you should watch. Which Manny. I'll watch
0: someday. Yeah. I'll watch 14 years later as well.
1: <laughs> in twenty in twenty thirty six, Manny's finally gonna hop on Netflix and watch Better Call Saul
0: Yeah, well I mean be. it will be off of there by now. Oh by yeah. That point. That's true.
1: Netflix probably won't exist by then. Yeah that's another conversation and then
0: we didn't talk about saul but saul's great There's, i don't yeah. know what you can say for saul without transitioning into better Call saul and the characterization that he gets there as well but mm. saul's always so fun i love his first episode coming in hi i'm saul goodman did you know that you have rights the constitution says you do <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just so good what an entrance what a character and i just love i don't think how much he gets put through the ringer because he's just Complicit in everything that happens, he does help, of course. Mm-hmm. But just seeing him get more and more miserable throughout the show because of his involvement with Walt and Jesse, and how he didn't necessarily sign up for all of that stuff—like he knew things would get bad, but he didn't know that they'd get that bad. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. final conversation that he has with Walt in the cell is just—it's really good stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. He uh and it, w- without saying too much, there's there's a lot more that is. Fleshed out in Better Call Saul that um, only enhances it. It's it's not stuff that was kind of you know necessary or anything. And there's barely any kind of uh, touching up in Better Call Saul towards Breaking Bad. But the stuff that's there um, is just like perfect. It's mm-hmm. uh, fitting for the character. You do I I do say like if you watch Better Call Saul, you'll have a little bit more sympathy for Saul mm-hmm. or Jimmy. Um uh, but you know also depending on how you you know you view certain things um you know, I'm sure we can get into that, but yeah, um, saul is always just such a fun presence, and I love especially in the last season when like he kind of cowards to towards uh uh Walt in one scene where Walt kind of like gets i think that's the scene i think that scene might be i think it does it like twice um one time in his office and then one time at the end when they're you know stuck together
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, and then walt starts coughing and saul's just like oh you're pathetic
0: yeah so good yeah good, no, good good show good, with Saul. good show yeah glad i watched it all finally
1: i i am too i'm we'll i was worried you wouldn't get done even with this in time but you he got there just in time you did. I it.
0: did it. I'm proud. I of told you. you I would do it. I
1: yeah. I I ultimately believed you would. I believed you would. You would realize that you were behind on schedule and you would overcompensate, which is exactly what you did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was working, and it's not like working from home either. It's yeah, just yeah. Being yeah. in an office place, answering calls, and all that stuff. So it's not like I tried to watch it at work and stuff, but I was like, nah, I can't do this. I need to just wait until I'm out of work and I can finish it all. But finished it. We'll see how it ages on me if I like it more with time. I probably will. And then if I like it after if I like it more after I watch Better Call Saul, which I probably will. I see why it's respected, but it's not necessarily one of my favorite shows. I think for me personally, I still like Barry more, which okay. I didn't talk about that. But uh, uh, I I was looking back at the conversation that y'all had on Wangers talking about how far can like a character go before he becomes com- completely unredeemable and stuff and that's something that I was thinking about throughout the show is how far can I go with Walt and it's very short how far you can go with Walt before saying that he's irredeemable but you know we'll see how everything ages for me with time yeah
1: you've you've made me want to watch it for a third time I probably will soon We'll, we'll see how that goes but I I've been having that itch with Better Call Saul ending and with you watching this again. This is the push I needed to watch it again, even though I just watched it three years ago.
0: I like how you say I just watched it three years ago, and people are like, yeah, I watch it every year. I gotta make sure of it.
1: I can't watch, like, TV shows I can't watch every year. There are movies I can watch every year, but, like, a full, you know, meaty TV show with dozens of episodes, I can't just do that every year.
0: Yeah, this was 60-something episodes, 63,
1: I, think. I believe, which Better Call Saul has the exact same number of episodes.
2: I think uh, 62 and then Better Call Saul had 63.
1: I thought it was I thought it was identical. Hold on, let me do the math here. So it was going to do the math six thing. episodes. Uh, and then every season after that was 13 until the last one. Right, I think it was
0: seven, which episodes. is 13. Yeah, OK, was... yeah, you're right.
1: it was seven. I think it was seven. OK, so 20, 33, 46. I could just go to IMDb. OK, so that's 62 actually. Yeah. Never
2: mind. 62, uh, fake fan.
1: Wow.
0: Fake fan. So they gave you Not one extra in Better Call
1: Saul. I'm so sorry, folks. Yeah.
0: And then El Camino. So And
1: then El Camino. We'll
0: see when I decide to watch all of them. For now, I'm going on to lighter stuff so that I can cleanse the palate before I jump back into it. Nick wants me to just stay in this mode. I cannot be like that.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> mean you had to immediately move on to the next thing. I figured I, I suggested you watch El Camino soon. Just because it would be right after Breaking Bad that you watched it. Better call Saul, I understand, if you have to wait before you get to that, because that's another big
0: investment. Yeah, uh, and I got other things I got to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life and stuff.
0: I got school, Nick. I got one more semester of school and then I'm done. You do. That's right. Look at me. I got to finish that. Entering your air mattress era, as we say. Yeah, the air mattress era. (laughs) Alright, I'm gonna head out so y'all can go watch. uh, I mean, watch so y'all can talk about Better Call Saul. Christian, thanks again for being on the show. We'll talk later and soon, hopefully. Bye, guys. Bye, Manny. Okay, everybody in the
1: chat's about to leave us, Christian, because no one has seen this show, and that's a problem.
0: Well, that's their fault.
1: I know. It's It's one of the best shows ever. It might, it might have over. It might have. Well, we'll have to see how how it ages with time, but it might surpass Breaking Bad for me.
2: Oh yeah, I I, I mean, there's certain aspects. I still think that Better Call Saul is in in a variety of different ways a better show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they learned a lot from doing Breaking Bad, and they Definitely. just applied to Better Call Saul. And um, you know, I just think, um, um, you know, I, I just love the smaller, more quieter stuff. Me too. Love, like almost everything with Jimmy, and and especially uh, the. The fact that we got to see Mike so much more and yep. see a lot of his backstory, um, it's just very, very fascinating. And then once they start incorporating the the cartel, then that stuff just gets even more exciting. Yep. Like um, Matthew uh, Mondo, who plays Nacho, Michael is Mondo. Just like Michael Mondo. I say Matthew. He did. Um, uh, Michael Mondo. Excuse me. You're good. You're uh, good. He just elevated that show to a whole mm-hmm. different level. Because, like, when he's first introduced in the first season, he just seems like, you know, typical henchman. But mm-hmm. then, you know, once you get to know, like, stuff with his father and then once um, uh, Theo comes in, I forget. Uh, Hector. Hector Sal- Salamanca comes in and that whole dynamic and him, you know, slipping him the little thing and then Gus finding out about it. It's like, oh, it's just really, really cool stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he's he's definitely the tragic figure of the show. I feel like he's the closest that show has to a Jesse of anybody. Like he's sure. he's in too deep, and no matter what he does, he just cannot get out. Which ultimately, he... yeah. Yeah, yeah, right over Huh? The levels just went crazy. I have no idea what happened. It sounded like he screamed into the camera for or into the microphone for a half second there.
2: All right. I don't know. I didn't. That was I didn't weird. Did Draco oh bark
1: God. or something? Nothing. No. Oh, he's in the other room. He's oh, chill. Okay, that was weird. I hope all right i hope y'all did not hear that but something weird just happened anyway um i feel like he's the he's like definitely the jesse of that show and he ultimately doesn't escape like jesse ends up being able to escape which is his tragic end but he himself has a great final final moment final monologue uh yeah which a couple characters get those big final scenes in the last season like even even jimmy himself gets a scene like that he doesn't die but he still gets this he still gets a similar moment
2: yeah, that's one thing I loved about the final season is, um, I think like, I think like after, cause like the the show, I think we talked about this when we talked about it Wangers like the, the first, cause they broke it up, quote unquote, in 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 two halves, mm-hmm. but like those final two, those two episodes that came out after when we returned from the break, yep, um, those are like the proper like endings, and then everything that is the flash four that's all in black and white that's like. The nice little uh, apple towards t- to the show. And um, in those last two episodes, it, it really felt like they were doing a lot of like the goodbyes, like that last scene with Gus at the yep. bar you just knew like, oh, OK, this is the final time that we're seeing Gus mm-hmm. and deservedly. So like it, it was a it, a perfect way to kind of say goodbye to him, because, you know, we we like what else After Lalo, like, what else is there to really tell? Mm -hmm. You know, that was his big accomplishment. We knew something was going to go down with Lalo because he's not in uh, Breaking Bad. And, you know, it was maybe a little on the nose of, like, how that was going to go about it. But um, the scene is still intense regardless. And um, uh, I think they handled that really, really well. Um, I was actually surprised. I was anticipating seeing, you know, Hank one more time because he was
1: in some of the he was in what just season five. Yeah, he and Gomi were in two episodes, I think, in season five
2: episodes. Yeah, I was I was totally expecting like just a, a big final goodbye to like everybody. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to everybody that's ever been in the show. Yeah, uh, but you know, we didn't quite get that. We got Marie in, in the final and, episode, yeah, family. Really,
1: you got something which, new with her entirely new, like not a flashback or anything.
2: Yeah, that was that was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And. I also just love like when we stayed in the flash forward and the black and white yep. that, you know, we barely got anything in the post breaking bad world. Mm-hmm. We got just enough. And I think that was perfect. Cause you didn't really like need to overdo it. It would have been, I think it would have gone South for me if we saw Jesse in the flash forward stuff. Like I'm glad like we got to see him in the flashback. Yeah. And, uh, those scenes really worked, especially the scene between him and Kim. Mm-hmm. That was just beautiful. The two victims of, you know, one from Walt, one from Saul. And yeah. it's just, you know, there's poetry there. It rhymes. And, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. Just kind of, you know, seeing everybody and how they kind of turn out. And I think the finale was just, it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah it's little little, uh, especially it being in black and right, white, it just, uh you know, remind me of like some old, like a Casablanca, like love story, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, the finale, the whole finale, Uh, which well, we're jumping around a lot already. We'll keep jumping around. But the finale for me sort of puts into perspective how the overarching thing in Better Call Saul is that romance between Jimmy and Kim. And the fi- yeah. the finale itself is extremely romantic in that way. Like, yeah. like if, he, if you think about it really at his core, he sacrificed. Like this is where he, Jimmy and Walt differ for me as a character, because Jimmy had been able to finagle it so he was only going to do seven years he would have been out you know after seven <laughs> years and would have been on parole or whatever at that point but he chose because of how he wanted kim to see him he chose to do i think it's 87 years that he's in for yeah. now at the end like he, cho- he chose to you know forgo the rest of his life so kim would maybe not love him i still think she does ultimately but yeah. you know they can't be together but he his whatever Kim thinks of him is what's most important to him at that point. That's all he has left.
2: And I, and I love that too. They it, it keep you guessing in that final, mm-hmm. in that final episode up until almost the very end, because you see him kind of lose his mind a little bit um, in, in jail. And, and then when he brings up that he's got something else about Kim, you're like, Oh no, what else is he just going to go like down the rabbit hole even further and yeah. just like be even more corrupt. And then they, they, they uh another bait and switch on us and he confesses to all these things and he ends up saving her basically and it's just it's very romantic Mm -hmm. um and um yeah like you know uh it's something that chuck always says like throughout the seasons how he's always gonna kind of revert to being slipping jimmy and he does but he he does so um also by protecting kim in the end and you know i don't he doesn't deserve, like I think he got exactly what he deserved. Yeah. Um unlike, you know, unlike Walt, like Jimmy never killed anybody. No, not, not directly. Outright. Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can argue uh, Chuck or even um um Howard yeah. were you know, were were killed or they died in in a result of something that uh Jimmy had done, but it was nothing ever too direct. Um and uh yeah, no, I think him especially going to prison and everybody being like i got your back Saul." like i think that's just uh, that's perfect yeah that, that makes all the sense in the world
1: yeah yeah no, the, i i like i like how he ends up in the whole in the finale itself because again to me like i said that's kind of where he and walt differ as a character he was never as totally irredeemable as walt was and mm-hmm. he you know th- like i said he has the chance he still has something to lose he you know he'll have a life after jail if he if he takes the deal and goes with the seven years but yes. he finally accepts who he is and learns to do the right thing for you know do right by the people he still who you know he still knows which is pretty much just kim at this point but yeah yeah that that's where they differ and i think for jimmy because he never became so irredeemable of a character like walt did i feel like mm-hmm. i'm more inclined to accept this ending for him than i am for the way walt resolves things
2: yeah absolutely and i think even too like some part of him realizes even if he did get this seven years he's just gonna slip back into it and mm-hmm. probably end up in in prison once again you yeah. know and so uh he decides to take the high road and um confess to all the things that he said he would and you know he still has a little bit of that clout where you know he was able to get seven years mm-hmm. and maybe he could have gotten you know less uh and so that in his eyes is is a victory um and uh yeah i think uh i think the most excited i got about the finale is seeing chuck again because yeah. we hadn't seen him since season 3 and i was surprised we hadn't gotten any flashbacks with him yet and then the second that freaking lantern shows up i was like oh let's go <laughs> let's go chuck yeah uh, we saw
1: I, I saw, you know, the meme of the people watching something in the bar and they put stuff on the TV that. and they turn, and they cheer. Yeah, they did that with Chuck. And I lost my mind at that. That was fantastic.
2: Yeah, it's all the same thing. Uh, Michael, Michael McKeon. Oh, right.
1: Yeah. McKeon, I think.
2: Okay. Yeah. McKeon. Uh, uh, just stellar. Just amazing. So yeah. it was so great to see him again. And um I thought all the flashbacks worked. um mm-hmm. You know, we we saw the bald cap, but,
1: you know, not as was, bad as it was, but it's no, still there. <laughs>
2: yeah they were smart to put a beanie on them and for that, the that first the scene first yeah. um and uh you know like uh, a lot of a lot of the flashbacks just in general in the last season um they really like kind of reconstruct how you know you'd look at Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. you know you, you can almost kind of make an argument that Saul was the one that pushed uh you know Walt even further and uh you know he's really responsible for a lot of the stuff that had happened and i love how they sort of it, it's not like a retcon by any means no. because those scenes existed already in breaking bad but you put it you put a different perspective in, in that scene with um uh Saul and uh Mike talking to each other where Mike straight up just tells him like oh he's a nobody he's mm-hmm. an amateur amateur uh, and, um, you know, you don't even bother with him. And, uh, you know, Saul doesn't like being told what to do. He flirts with that idea and it ends up being the worst decision of his life. Yeah. And that reflects on so much that happens in both Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. It's yeah. just, you know, it, it goes back to the kind of like a lot of the stuff in Breaking Bad about fate and, you know, um, just everything kind of having a destiny and everything kind of playing out um coincidentally or you know whether it was just meant to be and it's just just so such smart writing
1: yeah uh there was one thing i did want to mention we did actually have one flashback with chuck which i think was the season four finale uh where he's doing karaoke with jimmy i don't know if you remember that
2: oh yeah that's right that was like the
1: one flashback we got with him and i was surprised we didn't get one or two more over the course of the series uh before the finale okay yeah, the season four finale, they drink or they uh, sink karaoke together. They get uh, at least Jimmy gets drunk and he crashes at Chuck's place. And okay.
2: that's the cold open, right?
1: Yes, that's cold open at the beginning. I'm pretty sure. And OK. Yeah. So we do get one appearance from him. And I guess from all the people we got flashbacks of, we get two scenes with everybody. If you consider the season four one with Chuck and then the one in the finale, you get two with Mike, uh, one set in Breaking Bad and one is in the desert from the Better Call Saul episode from season five. Yeah, And then Walt and Jesse each yeah. get two scenes at various yeah. points i was actually surprised we got a second scene with walt even though i uh even though i probably should have saw it coming in the finale once i saw that we had the one flashback already with mike
2: yeah uh same i i legit thought like oh if this is all we get with these two that's i'm totally fine with that but mm-hmm. i mean they surprised me the scenes that we got were so meaningful yeah. and they 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 did so much to the show and i didn't think we needed it and um you know they played with the whole uh, time travel aspect. I oh, yeah, I forget. Someone mentioned it. Was it you? Someone mentioned it in Discord, maybe in the comments on one of our episodes where we talked about it. And the flashbacks of just the going back and forth almost feels time travel-y mm-hmm. a little bit of, you know, uh, going from the past to the future and stuff. And uh, it's
1: very, very creative. Yeah. Yeah. I love that whole element. N- not a time travel element that makes it sound like they actually do go back in time but that whole yeah. that whole thread that they have through the episode with those three flashbacks is just uh yeah. wonderful um but yeah i guess we can talk about the earlier seasons a little bit uh i i personally i've when i first saw the show as it was airing or season one as it was airing i was liking the show i was thinking it was a little slow and then i think it's episode six where you get that mike centric episode with his backstory was like when that show hit hit another gear for me and i was in love with it from yeah. that point on Again, Jonathan yeah. Banks is awesome throughout the entire series, but pretty much every character or every actor gets that showcase episode for themselves and their character and that was his and he's just phenomenal.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. I I, I mean, I don't know. Like I just I loved just so much of it. I loved how small scale it was mm-hmm. and oh, you know, Jimmy was just dealing with all these like tiny problems. I love the conflict between him and Chuck. Yeah. Constantly just the two of them like you're always rooting for Jimmy. I think that's what makes him more sympathetic is that his, his, his brother like really doesn't trust or believe in him and, and is like almost actively trying to suppress him from being a lawyer. And, you know, they set it up so well because Jimmy does so much for Chuck all throughout. And, you know, I think one of my favorite moments, it it might be in season two or maybe even 3 where like, uh, jimmy just like says i'm done with you like you can get somebody else mm-hmm. uh, i'm not doing this anymore um and it's just like it, it creates so much good tension and you know that that stuff is missed in the later seasons but they yeah. fill in that stuff with all the the cartel um stuff and um you know they they further explore kim and and jimmy's relationship a lot more and one of the surprising things that they don't do is they don't do like an on and off sort of thing with with jimmy and kim yeah like they have their they have their moments and they get close mm-hmm. the part though the one scene i think it's season four yeah, maybe season five. four
1: that montage which is one of my favorite yeah. montages of all time uh and, which is where they they do their first big time jump in the show it, yeah. it's like six months forward and you see them that split screen where they're actually growing apart the entire time is just phenomenal
2: mm-hmm and You know the way that they just continue to grow together is just so um it's so great to see and then you know you eventually see like kim uh dipping her toe into the dark side a little bit too and like really really liking it and seeing her flashbacks as a as a as a a young girl and how that plays into her future and then you know we obviously see that she she goes a little too far and she regrets doing that and Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to do it again and so yeah um yeah all that stuff all that stuff is really great uh the stuff with um the uh oh, with the couple the oh, the with, kettleman's the kettleman's like everything <laughs> that was just so freaking funny and yeah um i love yeah, seeing no, them come I, back it,
1: in the last season too
2: yeah that was great and kim like really really <laughs>
1: going
2: they, after that yeah. stuff yeah um but yeah no it's a lot of the quieter stuff that i really like i love um, all the courtroom scenes that they mm-hmm. have, um, everything at uh, HHM, um, uh, Kim dealing with the uh, the uh, the big report. What is Cody saying? He said he just went on for two. Oh, Mesa long. Verde,
1: yeah, the big account for, that she yeah, has yeah. from like season two through season the end of season five, I think.
2: Yeah, um, seeing that all play out, and uh, like you know, uh, we see more Don Eladio, we see mm-hmm. uh. Uh, what's The introduction of Gus is just so cool. Yeah, uh, you know, it's there, but he's never I don't think in his first episode he's like fully in frame, like he's just off to the side and out of focus. Yeah, there's and, that
1: whole scene where Jimmy's like Mike's having Jimmy do surveillance and he's just eating at the restaurant. And Gus is just doing banal stuff in the background, just going about his work day, even though I'm sure Gus knows exactly who Jimmy is and why he's there. Yeah, yeah. it's sort of similar uh, to the way that Walt meets him in, in Breaking Bad and all that, but still just as effective
2: hmm yeah um
1: and uh yeah man it's a damn good show it's a great show like i i think cody was insistent on having everybody rank the seasons and i'm pretty sure i might like three a bit more than four but that's it otherwise i, I think it legit gets better every season and the final season as a whole just such a perfect crescendo in every way
2: yeah i mean i if you asked me what i ranked it i probably forgot yeah <laughs> it yeah. all kind of together so much. Um, uh, Especially doing a big
1: rewatch like both of us just did.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. um, uh, The stuff, the courtroom scene between like in season three, was Uh, like Jimmy and Chuck. Yeah, Jimmy and Chuck
1: Mm -hmm. was just one
2: of the crescendos
1: and defecated through a sunroof. Yeah, I and love. I, and, I love. I was just going to say one more thing about their relationship is that I love that Chuck is literally always right about Jimmy, but he's so unlikable in the way he goes about it that you still root for Jimmy. And partially yeah. because Jimmy himself is so charismatic, you want to root for him, even though he's, you know, he's scummy ultimately and whatever in yeah. various ways. But
2: and he's, yeah, he keeps getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Constantly getting away <laughs> with it. And yeah. you yeah, you root for him. Yeah. You root for him. Getting away with it.
1: Yeah, because you're just like. It, predisposed to dislike Chuck you just don't get good vibes from Chuck throughout the entire way even though he's right about everything he's like he's like uh the meme that's like why are you booing me I'm right that's Chuck throughout his entire uh time on the show and I love their dynamic and like you said I I think his death is really really good and it works to propel Jimmy Ford in the next season to where he like wants to do everything to forget about Chuck and bury all of his guilt about that like he like ultimately ending with him changing his name and all that um I appreciate what all that means, but man, it would have been nice to have more stuff between them because he's only there for half the show and that really, it really sucks that you don't get more of that.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know like what the decision was to kind of do that. Maybe they needed some kind of shocking moment, but I love, I I love how Jimmy deals with the death of his brother. Like instead of spiraling, like most kind of characters in this universe does, he just goes the opposite way. Yeah. To the point when he's trying to get his license back and um uh you know they're like waiting for him to talk about his brother and he doesn't and he flips out over it and then he brings it back by a li- lot pretty much lying and uh-huh. faking all that all those feelings and the look on kim's face when he he wants to change his name and he he does the it's all good, man. Mm-hmm. And he walks away. It's just such a perfect ending to that season.
1: Yeah. And then early on in that season, after Chuck dies, when he when Howard comes to him and he's totally despondent and he's blaming himself for everything and Jamie has the opportunity to comfort him in that moment. And he just totally puts it right yeah. back at Howard. He's like, yeah, you're yeah. right. Maybe you could have done more. And mm-hmm. that's the point where I think the show wants you to start recontextualizing Howard because he's I don't think he's ever a bad guy. But you definitely again, because you're because you want to root for Jamie and for Kim he sort of set up as an antagonist figure to them. And then after Chuck dies, they really start making you reevaluate Howard. And that lasts all the way through until he dies in season six.
2: Yeah. I mean, God, you really feel bad for Howard yeah. towards the end. Um, yeah. Cause even when like, I don't know what, if it's like season two or three with that flashback, when Howard goes up to Jimmy and pretty much in the copy room. Oh, tells yeah, him yeah. like, yeah, we can't really hire you. Like you think that's just Howard being a dick, but it was all Chuck the entire mm-hmm. time. Yeah, Howard Just got really...
1: played by Chuck and he, he never really yeah. realized it and stuff like that. I saw yeah. someone shared earlier um, a moment I don't remember when exactly it happened, but the, Howard was talking to Kim. It might have been about not hiring Jimmy and he was like, the firm thought we shouldn't have, we shouldn't make it appear like we're allowing nepotism to happen here. And Kim's like, what's your father's yeah. name, Howard? <laughs> yeah.
2: Father's name, yeah.
1: And he respects her for it in that moment, but he's like, fuck, you got me.
2: Yeah, that's the stuff that I love too. I love the the howard versus kim mm-hmm. because he starts because of jimmy's actions like he starts hammering against her and yep. she just gets a lot of shit thrown her way and then they they start i feel like like almost every other season they like start a practice and then they end it <laughs> and it just doesn't yeah. go their way
1: yeah no it's 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 all great um yeah just a great show all the way through it might be my favorite show of all time i'll have to watch it again i've seen Most of it twice, uh, except the last season. I've seen the first three or two seasons. I think three times now, because I stopped and then picked it up later and all that. But yeah, this is one that I'm going to be rewatching over and over. I'll probably watch it more often than I watch Breaking Bad, honestly, just because it's not. I don't know if relaxing is the word for it, but it's just a comfort. Yeah, it's it's really it's just total comfort. And then the last season when it gets totally serious, it feels so earned, like. And it still has its moments of levity, like I think the episode's called Nippy, the first black and white episode, the like the yeah. full one where he's uh, doing his scams and everything again. It's fun, and he's you know got a rapport with the security guard. He's bringing him a cinnabon and all that. Um, yeah. but that's all fun, but you still there's still something dark beneath all of it. And the last few episodes of the show really hone in on that. Like to me, maybe yeah. the most powerful acting moment in the whole show is when Kim's crying on the bus. Like oh. it is the like the. Craziest crying I've ever heard, but it also seems totally in line with all the pain she's had to bury for the last however many years. Yeah, and she's and the guilt. Letting. Yeah, yeah. She just has yeah. to let out. She literally just can't stand it anymore. And I love, I love where they take her in the flash forwards and everything like that. How she's had to just go totally away from everything that she was, and then in the finale she starts volunteering again. Hopefully she gets back on the right track in her life because she, of all the characters in the show, felt like she had the most potential to do good in the world and. Hopefully, you know she was able to stop herself after everything happened with Howard, and luckily she's able to get on a better path from here. Because she might be yeah. might be my favorite character in this show. In terms of the original yeah. characters, I love her. Ray C. Horn is fantastic, and I really hope she gets and she gets to be in more stuff after this.
2: I think so. I hope so too. Because um, her, I think her performance has been underrated. I'm I'm shocked that she hasn't been nominated up until up until this point. Yeah. Um, I think she needs to definitely shine a lot more because it's such a underrated performance. Um, She's such a standout and uh, yeah. And I love that she volunteers, you Mm -hmm. know, and not tries to get another kind of paid job. She's like literally doing it out of the comfort of her, her, like for from her heart. And that was the dilemma
1: she always had. You know, does she work for the big client in Mesa Verde or does she do all all her pro bono work to help, you know, the small people who can't, who don't have the money to go to a big firm and everything like that. And I love that she's just at a dinky little like local law support place and wherever she's at in Florida, like to start doing good again. Like she has to take <laughs> baby steps to get there. I love all that.
2: Yeah, she'll she'll do whatever she can. Yeah. You know,
1: great. Yeah. Great show. Top to bottom. Bob Odenkirk. Well, like, Bob Odenkirk. I'm glad that yeah, we, I'm the- glad that we're seeing him and everything now because I he's just oh, yeah. so good. Like Breaking Bad totally rejuvenated his career. And the show made you see how good he can be when he's totally serious the whole time, too. Yeah. He, gets and to, he gets to flex all his chops he gets to be funny you know a lot of the yeah. time and he gets to be serious and he's so good at it
2: and uh amc did a very very clever like teaser trailer oh, yeah. for both him and um giancarlo esposito right. um both coming back in amc shows separate mm-hmm. shows. But, yes um they're like don't worry they're not going anywhere they're they'll be in these shows yeah and i was like oh that's cool. um I look forward to because the Giancarlo as well, too, like I know he's popped up a lot. Yeah, I'm just I'm a little tired of him being the bad guy because he it feels like he's just the bad guy in almost everything he's cast in. Yeah. And uh, I would love for them to kind of flip the switch and, and give him something. Um, give him a lead role. Like he's such yeah. a classic actor. Um, He's such a chameleon. And, um, you know, give him something different. That's not just, you know, the bad guy because he's got a deep voice, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'll just he's still going to be great in those roles because he's a fantastic actor but you know I, I hope they don't typecast him that for a long time you yeah know, switch it up a little bit
1: yeah I'm totally with you I really hope all these actors get plenty of work coming off of this Tony Dalton uh, for one as Lalo he was so good I really yeah. hope I see him again Patrick Fabian who played Howard I hope I see him in more stuff like ev- so like good. everybody and most of these people who I don't know from other stuff largely like I've seen them in a couple other things, but even the characters who returned from Breaking Bad, that was my introduction to them when I was growing up. So it's like, th- this is what I know these actors for, and a lot of them haven't done a ton of other stuff since then. So I'm really, remember, really hoping this is a big springboard for them.
2: I remember seeing Patrick Fabian in a horror film called The Last Exorcism. Okay. And I was like, man, this guy's charismatic. Like, this guy's, he's got something here. How come he's not in everything? And then when he <laughs> popped up in miracle, Saul so was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's really yeah, cool. great. Um... I'm trying to think, uh um who else? Uh oh, like Dean Norris. I I I remember seeing him as a kid, like in uh Total Recall, and he was also in Starship Troop Troopers okay, and yeah. uh, a bunch of other smaller stuff. He's always he's always kind of playing the same character too. He always plays like cop and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and then uh, Michael Michael Mondo was in um like Spider-Man Homecoming, right. and then that never Nothing really happened with that. Yeah, he's the shocker,
1: I think. So they might bring him back for something. I don't know. I think he would. He was set up to be the scorpion. Scorpion. That's right. Um. Uh, yeah. He's also. Then... I not Did you ever play Far Cry Three?
2: No, but I know that he was yeah. a villain. Yeah, I
1: never played it either. But that was, I think, where people got introduced to him.
2: Giancarlo and was a villain too, wasn't he? Oh, in another
1: Far Cry, yeah, the the last one that came out, I think. Funny. And Jonathan Banks was Commissioner Gordon in Arkham Knight
2: yes yeah yeah and i he's also in uh uh i think beverly hills cop he's in one of the beverly hills cop oh, way back in the day yeah he was like young i was like oh crap he's got hair <laughs> i've never seen cool. you young what the hell yeah
1: why are you not uh, old and bald bro
2: yeah yeah exactly
1: yeah but yeah top uh, to bottom again the the creative people too uh vince gilligan's working on i think a twilight zone-esque show is how it was described
2: i'm kind of thriller yeah um Stoked for that. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, if they announce like, if they were to announce like a third spinoff, like, you know, I, I trust them. Yeah, I trust them yeah, I trust I, him I,
1: too. But I also wonder what would it even be at this point. Yeah. Who's left? Because I, I don't want a character who's not related at this point. I don't want a character who's not in some way related to what's been happening. I don't want. I mean, I don't see the point of a totally new character who just happens to be in this universe. Yeah uh on a show that i
2: worked on recently uh i had a friend i won't say exactly what it was i'll okay. tell you off off camera okay uh he had a, a pitch idea for a character i was like damn it i, I okay i'd want to see that okay It'd be pretty cool.
1: okay i'm so, interested but yeah yeah we can start wrapping up here i know you have to go pretty quick uh yeah yeah great gotta... great shows two great shows folks um if you haven't watched them i don't know why you've been listening this whole way through except harley harley has made it clear he does not care about spoilers um, oh, there you go. Harley said yeah. Yeah, I think I think you said you saw season one and it was great watch the rest of the show Harley I, I would suggest watching both these shows to literally anybody of a certain age at least
2: nor everything we had just said mm,
1: yeah or that uh yeah I really hope uh this because Netflix is weird about adding AMC shows uh since there's not a season to wait for to add this to Netflix I hope it gets added soon for people because AMC yeah. plus is not the optimal way to watch stuff uh, I can say that they remove episodes within like a week or two so I don't yeah. think you can watch the entire last season on there right now. I was gonna when I was done with my rewatch after season five, I was gonna watch the first half of season six because that when I that's when I started was after the uh, halfway point of season six when they took mm-hmm. the one or two month break, and then they didn't have it on the AMC Plus, and I was kind of pissed. I, I burned yeah. through a free trial to not be able to watch any episodes. There was literally no episodes on there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think they they, they probably just stick to the cause they they still do like old school cable or yeah like, the show or something so who
1: knows. But it's also not available on the a- the like AMC website where you're logging with your cable provider either. So, they just don't like you having access to their stuff, I guess. I guess.
2: But hey, AMC, if you want us to write a show, yeah. we'll we'll, ha- we'll happily do it.
1: Yeah, we will. Yeah, Christian Cody, even I, I got some writing experience. I'll happily write something for you. We'll work something out. Uh I think that'll do it for us though, unless you had anything else you wanted to mention.
2: No, I mean, uh go watch those shows. Yeah. They're they're fantastic. Good I could writing acting good filmmaking all around that's mm-hmm. it's
1: all really good stuff yeah i could have talked about either of those shows for at least another hour if we had if we had the time to do so but you've got stuff to do i'm tired i gotta get up at like 4 30 tomorrow morning so and it's 9 30 cool. for me right now so we're gonna wrap up christian i want to thank you for joining us again on your first official episode of the show hey thanks for having me man anytime you guys want me to come on i'm inviting myself <laughs> awesome well we, we will always be glad to have you because you and cody and brian you guys are the you like the Wangers are the reason that we all know each other and the reason that Manny and I started the show. So give yourself a pat on the back for that. You started a fun little community, a great little family that we've got. That all comes from you, so thank you for that. And uh yeah, yeah I will plug I uh, will plug the Wanger show. On the off chance that you listen to the show and you don't you don't come from the Wangers community and you're not familiar with them, I will plug them. They'll be in the links in the description and all that. Give them a watch. They got a great weekly podcast every Monday night. They've got some cool short films. They're the best. So go give them a follow, give them a watch, whatever you want to do, they're the best. And that'll do it for us folks. So you know where to find Manny and I, I will put those in the description as well. Thank you for joining us and we will talk to you next time.